Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me once again is Colin Mitchell. How are we doing, Bruni? Doing fantastic, Colin. It's going to be uh, hard for us to top yesterday's podcast. We're never going to do it ever. But we're going to try. Gonna, we are going to try, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just I'm giving you a warning that uh, don't keep your hopes up. It, it'll, it'll be all right. It'll, we'll be we'll be all right. Um, Obviously, if you haven't checked that podcast out, we had Michael Lawrence from UNT uh, big time. Football on with us yesterday so go check that episode out um if you care about football at all at unt it was a fun fun episode he was a great guest about 37 minute episode so today we're talking about basketball colin because after we talked to mike we went and watched charlotte and north texas play Mm -hmm. and north texas pulled out a much needed road win yesterday but first we have to talk about the Old Dominion game. We have to get the bad out of the way first, Colin. We can't bad news first. We can't just start with that. also because first. chronologically they played on Thursday All right. and everything. But anyways, Old Dominion beat North Texas seventy two to sixty one. It was a game where I used as the headline of my recap Grant McCaslin's quote that said they got bullied. Right? So they basically got out rebounded by like nine, shot two free throws. Old Dominion we knew was gonna like pack the paint kind of they were going to play more physical defense inside and as a result north texas got op- got some good looks from three they just couldn't hit um really at all i mean they shot eight of 30 which is probably what high 20s percentage wise rose yeah. goes one for eight from three dj draper goes oh four on what i thought were pretty good looks the only thing that kind of saved them was mo going four of ten mike going two of six and ryan going to one of two but it wasn't enough at all. Um, I just when when teams take away the inside so much against this team, like theoretically, this team has good shooters that should be able to open up defenses. Theoretically, but we're kind of finding out. I mean, I we said on last podcast, yeah, we I asked the question though: it does this team have good shooters? And they have sporadic shooters. I think is the word. Yeah, the I'm, consensus I'm was that they can shoot, but they just can't shoot. Like <laughs> they can't shoot during a game. <laughs> I don't, just, I don't know who to explain yeah, that better. Just clip it there. Just <laughs> yeah, it there. they can't shoot. <laughs> no, but they're just kind of sporadic. Against Charlotte, they had a good game. It feels like they have to be in rhythm. Yeah, and it has to be like, okay, here's, here's what I've decided. You're gonna demonstrate. I for just me? no, I just decided this right You're now. Starting I to, to get up. I had to adjust myself. Um, I've decided that this team. Against Charlotte, okay, against Charlotte, they shot pretty well. Against Old Dominion, they didn't. Against Old Dominion, I would argue they got even better looks than they did against Charlotte. But here's the thing. When a team wants you to shoot threes, there's a difference than when Charlotte, who I think was obviously guarding the three-point line like a regular team, and Mm -hmm. Old Dominion, who was kind of saying, oh, we'll live with you shooting. It's like North Texas wants to shoot it when the other team... when. How do I word this? They want to shoot it when they know the other team doesn't want them to shoot it. Does that make sense? It makes... I get what you're saying, but I don't understand why that would make sense. It's like they're going to penetrate. It's like, oh, we can open this... Like, man. Some people out there will know what I'm talking about. But like Old Old Dominion, for instance, North Texas didn't want to shoot threes. They wanted to try to get to the rim, but Old Dominion was like, "No, we're not gonna let you do that." So oh, okay, so kind of like a last. Res- so it's like, damn, we really have to just settle and shoot threes now, and so <laughs> which you shouldn't be saying, but yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, but this team wants to get to the rim. Like after the Middle Tennessee and UAB games, they were like, "We want to get to the rim," right? And Old Dominion didn't let them do that. So then they had to shoot threes, and it was like, 
oh, we have to shoot more threes. Like, it's going to be tough to keep up with this team just jacking up threes. But if they would hit them, they would have been fine. So then you go to Charlotte, and it's like they play really well. They get to the paint. It's a completely different game. Uh, what, 22 free throws instead of two. And you're kind of like, okay, well, we're actually playing well. We're getting to the rim. We're doing what we want to. Yeah. And then the threes are a function of our offense being good. Mm-hmm. So there's just two completely different things there. And I'm not saying it's an excuse at all for them to miss open threes against Old Dominion because you have to hit those to have a chance at beating good teams. But it's just, I think the persona maybe of this team or the mindset of this team is we want to do, we want to get to the basket. We want our offense to flow. And when defenses take an aspect of our offense away and we're limited with only shooting threes, it's kind of tough to just constantly be tasked with, you have to make this three for, you have to make this three for our offense to work. And so it's just different kind of pressure. But that's kind of my tangent slash what i've been thinking about i'm just like why are they missing open threes against old dominion but hitting them against charlotte yeah i know the defenses are different but the looks are the same so that's why okay is do you have any any well i just is that? that is that an, is that a good excuse though like <laughs> is that is that something that is like okay yeah no that's fine they just that's that's okay to that's okay to why they're not making shots like you know what i'm saying yeah like, they should be making shots regardless of how a team's guarding them like yeah. it makes they, it's it's I, is is it not is an oxymoron is that when something cancels the other thing out? Anyways, uh, it's a, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say this and you tell me if I did it right. Okay, it's an oxymoron if you're saying that they they want to make shots when they're being guarded at the three point line instead of when they're not being guarded at the three point line and not making shots. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe like hypocritical. I don't I don't know. Unconventional. Anyways, uh, <laughs> for those dictionary readers out there, okay. please let me know. Um, but I just I feel like that's that's. I get what you're saying, and I think that makes sense for this team, but I don't think that's a that's something to just be okay with. I agree. Because when they play good teams, good teams are going to limit, like yeah. UAB, they're going like, to limit their like touches a, on the inside. Like a Marshall, they're going to make threes yeah. if you're guarding them or if you're not guarding them. Like, it, you shouldn't, it shouldn't be like, oh, Rose is open. Yeah, we'll let him have it, and then he misses it. As opposed to where if he's guarded, he's like, oh, I'll hit this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you need to be hitting threes regardless of if you're being, if it's, a contested shot, or if it's a wide open shot, or if you're getting a good look, or if it's just like an okay look off of a screen or something like that, you need to be making shots regardless. At of a how normal, at a normal, rate. At a, yeah, at a normal rate. Obviously, like we're not saying yeah, you have to shoot the contested. It's the same percentage as right. The, it's obviously. just it's just like you can't be going. Uh, I forgot I mean, what game it was or last or earlier, but there was a game where we where North Texas only hit like six three pointers off of. I feel like it was like twenty something attempts or thirty mm-hmm. thirty something attempts. It's like probably UAB. Yeah, it it was just no, it's, it wasn't it's, it's just so stark because this team will go nine of twenty three against Charlotte, and then you, like even for the ODU game, eight of thirty, you shot seven extra threes to get one more three, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make sense to me. Where if ODU is going to try to give you the three, that you're just going to not capitalize on that situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't know uh, enough about the shooters that this team has, with especially without Duffy. We haven't even brought Duffy's name up yet, Jordan Duffy. Missed his fourth straight game at the mm-hmm. Charlotte game. I asked Coach McCaslin after the Old Dominion game what his status was for the Charlotte game. He said he said he's questionable, but he didn't think he was likely to play because they, they want to get some practices under him. Right. So he kind of made it sound like next week, which is the big week, which we will get to. Yeah, uh, West, West, big week. Western Kentucky and Marshall. Uh, that's those are the games they need him. So. And he said they learned from last year they don't want to rush him back because they want they need him at 
Yeah, for and sure. Charlotte, you should be able to beat without him. Old Dominion, you kind of just have to bite the bullet um, without Duffy, but it's kind of better in the long run for this team to get Duffy healthy. So that's the update on uh, Jordan. I will try to get something more solid on Monday or Tuesday whenever I talk to them. And I think Duffy uh, Duffy leaves a lot of problems for this team because mm-hmm. of his creation, first of all. And then I think he just brings kind of a – Coach mentioned this before the season, but he's kind of a glue guy that kind of brings like – what's the word he kind of brings a calm effect to this team yeah. so he, he kind of calms them down instead of like rose or mo having it late in the shot clock and you know they're very they're kind of limited in what they can do mm-hmm. duffy can get by a guy he can use a screen i think he's a better pick and roll ball handler than everyone except for ryan on this team so there's just things that duffy brings to this team that i think are going to be huge against marshall and western this week specifically this week but then going forward as well obviously um old dominion the last thing i will or not the last thing i will say about this game but i think mo is kind of proving himself Mm -hmm. right now in the starting lineup he's shooting i mean he's playing pretty well uh there mike's offensive role has been kind of shrunk a little bit i don't know why as of late especially when they go against those better teams mike's role kind of shrinks uh Against Old Dominion, he was seven to thirteen though, uh, two of six from three. Ryan had a really good game against Old Dominion, nineteen points, seven assists, one turnover, one block, one steal. So, like Ryan was assertive. Ryan knew what he had to do and he did it. So that was comforting. It's just there wasn't enough of there wasn't enough pressure on the rim as Coach Mack would say, but then there wasn't enough great as far as rebounding goes as well but then yeah. also they're they're the smaller team in yeah. every game they play they're yeah, the this, smaller th- team that's kind of to be expected even though that hasn't really been the yeah it has trend this season exactly um yeah I, and it's interesting too because like you mentioned mike hasn't really been having good games against the better teams in conference usa and i'm not really sure why that would be a thing other than the fact that maybe because he is playing because he is a forward you know because okay. he is a forward he's yeah. playing against taller and more skilled you know bigger guys mm-hmm. instead of you know worst teams that are me running four guards at that at that spot instead. Yeah. And um obviously against Old Dominion I don't think he was bad because he had 17 points right, and 7 of rebounds. Right. But it's it is diminished, he, diminished. Yeah, he had I mean but he had three fouls, two turnovers, no I mean he had no offensive rebounds which is weird for Mike cuz mm-hmm. Mike usually gets offensive rebounds. Uh handling this handling bigger teams and handling better teams because most of the better teams in Conference USA are bigger besides UTSA is going to be continue to be a problem and i don't think people i got a lot on twitter saying this team just they can't well during the old dominion game people were panicking right so it's like oh we can't rebound why don't we rebound we're we're playing terrible all this stuff i'm like old dominion is a really good team that is known for their rebounding first of all so but if both teams are known for their rebounding and old dominion is like way taller right i don't have an expectation of North Texas to out-rebound them. I didn't go into that old Dominion game and be like, North Texas has to out-rebound them to win because I kind of just eliminated that. I was like, there's no, they're not going to out-rebound right. Dominion. Yeah, there's things you have to realize. You, you just have to be realize that, okay, yeah, ODU's going to out-rebound us. Yeah. Like, you just have to be okay with that. Yeah, and so I went into that game saying, to be old Dominion, you had to hit threes. You had to shoot yep. 40% from yep. three. Yep. And they shot under 30% from three. So I think that was the thing for me. In every game you go into, you're kind of like, 
we have to do this well to beat this team. Especially when you're shorthanded without Duffy. You had to shoot well to beat Old Dominion. But it didn't happen. Uh, it dropped North Texas to 6-3 and three in Conference USA play. 18-4 and four overall. It had me. It had people sending tweets my way saying, you know, I mean, what's, what's wrong with this team? What's wrong? I mean, what's wrong with everything about this team? So I think that the Charlotte win... I don't know if it quelled most no, of those. The Charlotte but win was a was just a win. The Charlotte win was a win, but it's a road win. It, and was, it's a, a, it was a road win. It's a win you will take. Go to, go to the stats on, on yeah, that yeah, game. Yeah. Because the game started off and Charlotte was winning <laughs> for the first half. Yeah. First, and Colin texted me saying, oh, no, we're losing. Like, what is happening? All this stuff. And I was just like, you know, be be, be patient. It's North Texas we're talking about. We, I'm not I, sure you and said it's that. also Charlotte we're talking about. I didn't reply to your text. Yeah, I think I was eating at the time. Yeah. Uh, but that's the great thing about that's the great thing about road games is you can just watch them at home and <laughs> just chill, <laughs> just yeah. relax. Yeah. And like, oh, I'm hungry. Let's go get something to eat instead of like having to wait until after the game after you're at a recap. Yeah. It's so much, so much nicer. But, anyways, I was like, you know, it's they're. It's Charlotte we're talking about. They have a Charlotte had a good score. John Davis, I think he put up in the twenties. Uh, how much does John Davis put up? Twenty five. Yeah, he put up twenty five, and we knew that he was going to come out and shoot a lot. Malik Martin with twelve as well. But after after this first half, I saw a very different North Texas team mm-hmm. as far as physicality goes. And I I wasn't able to talk to Coach McCaslin after the game, but I talked to Ryan and and Mo, and they gave really thoughtful answers about, I mean, kind of just the mindset-wise that went into bouncing back from Old Dominion and what they learned from Old Dominion and how they were able to put that into the second half against Charlotte. Mm-hmm. First half wasn't bad. They just, I don't know, they didn't have that edge about them that they need. Because a lot of teams don't have to have that edge. A lot of teams can roll the ball out and just go win or go score at least. North Texas has to have an edge about them to go rebound well because they're undersized. Right. To go defend well because they're undersized. To shoot well because they're streaky shooters. So they have to have that about them. And so second half, they really had that. And they, uh, I don't, I just think that when Mo is aggressive and Mo is shooting the ball as well as he's been shooting the ball recently, he went 5 9 against Charlotte. Tremendous. Rose had a second half that was tremendous i think he scored like eight straight points at one point when those two guys we've said it all season when guys are actually doing what they are supposed to do and yeah. score the ball at an efficient rate this team is going to be really hard to beat but we just don't know if they can do that against elite teams yet yeah and i really like what i saw from rose and he was going on the inside he had a couple yeah. good good drives and that was it had it it made me think of the rose from last season but again, we've seen flashes, and we need to see more consistency. And uh, I really think that I, I think the Charlotte win confirmed my concerns more than it did kind of you know quell my fears mm-hmm. because that first half was tough. Just to like it was like okay, is this team really going to go zero and two on the road with one of those games being Charlotte? And then and this you only win by what was the score 70, 66. and the game seemed closer than even that score. Yeah. They so away at the end. yeah, there 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 was at no point where I was like, okay, North Te- like I was there was no point where I was comfortable until the end. So, I mean, I think you agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I, so, I do. Yeah, and I mean, 
obviously North Texas is the better team, but they haven't really been showing that as of late. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Ward made two huge plays at the end of the game. Yeah. One straight pickpocket um, off a guy on the sidelines, went down, laid it in. Then next possession down for Charlotte, he kind of face guards a guy, denies him the ball, kind of forces a bad pass, and he goes out of bounds, North Texas ball. Mm-hmm. Basically, then he assists. Or I'm trying to think. Then he assists Mike for basically the game, the to seal the game, and that kind of shows what this team needs from Ryan. Just mm-hmm. they need Ryan's kind of a do it all guy. We've said it before. Ryan is the do it all guy, and I think he showed again. Even though he only had nine points, seven. I mean, he had seven assists, uh, only three boards, which is uncharacteristic. But I think that he just knows what this team needs mm-hmm. and it's like if this team needs to stop all right i'm gonna go lock down john davis for a possession right so um ryan ryan might have been the most impressive player i mean you had the three guys who played well rose mo and ryan i thought dj played all right maya i thought would played all right he had seven boards but it's kind of just like this team needs guys needs games like this mm-hmm. to reassure me that they're capable of at least doing this Right, because I was starting to doubt myself. Like, is Rose capable of having a game like this? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I think I think everyone was panicked. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, um, not to I mean, not to be overreactionary, but in the first half when Rose was like zero for three from three, I was like, I put on the message board, and whenever I do game threads, I just post some random thoughts on there. I'm like, mm-hmm. is Rose ever gonna hit a three again? Is Rose ever gonna like, hit a three? Again? He got wide open looks and he missed them, yeah. and then the second half, something clicked and he's hit. Almost all of them, basically. So, it was a good showing from Rose, Mo, Ryan. Uh, Mike was was fine. He didn't do anything special. Can we talk Zach- about Zach and how he's not really been Zach as of the last four games or so? Yeah, we can definitely talk about Zach. I, I don't know what it is, but he just all of a sudden lost. He, he's panicking in the paint. I feel like now, mm-hmm. and he. I feel like I feel like teams have always kind of been doubling him in the paint. And he's kind of, you know, been able to kick it out. But now I feel like he's just forcing stuff to try to force himself out of the slump. Yeah, but I also think that the team wants him to be a force down low. So they're like early in the game, they'll go to him a couple times right. just, just to try to assert him. And teams are also doubling him. Teams are also doubling him uh, pretty hard at times just to not allow him to uh, to get going. Because I think his field goal percentage is still probably above 60. So Oh, yeah. I mean... So he's still being an efficient scorer. It's just he's not, A, getting a lot of shots off because he's either turning them over or passing them out. Mm-hmm. And then when he does get a shot off, it doesn't look as crisp. Or the separation isn't there that he usually gets. So uh, you're right, though. Zach Simmons in the post hasn't looked as comfortable. He hasn't looked as comfortable rolling to the basket. He hasn't... I mean, I'm trying to think of the ball screens. Has he... I don't even think he said as many like ball screens as yeah. he usually does. Now that I think about it, but um, we'll see. We'll see how he does because I think just him being you know kind of the only real center on this team that can be efficient. It's important for him to be. He has to be on the okay. court. Yeah, he has to be on the court regardless. Because uh, while Tope, I mean, he gave some decent minutes against Charlotte. You just, it's not the same. So I agree, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if Zach can get out of this slump. Uh, if you want to even call it a slump, he's just not scoring as much. Yeah, and he's not shooting as much. Yeah, I agree. Which comes when you play better teams like Old Dominion. But I think it's important for him to do both of those things, at, even if at a diminished rate. How many points you need Zach scoring a game? So yeah, for me, for to feel comfortable. I want. I want at least. I want double digits. You want ten? I want ten at least. Because how much did he have against Charlotte? He had seven. seven. 
And then against uh, ODU, he had... I feel like he had nothing against Old Dominion. Four. Yeah, four. And uh, I think against... Who did they play at home? I forgot. Middle or UAB? Middle, I don't even... He had what? He didn't have 10. I don't know if he had 10. But anyway, regardless, it's lower than what he's been scoring. And oh, You can I, just click his name, actually. And get the, oh, can I? Okay. They got technology here on Bernie's Breakdown. Yeah. But oh. we're, we're upgrading that. <laughs> okay. So against Middle, he had... Nine. Nine. And then UAB had yeah, four. Look at those. Rice, he had six. And then before that, it was 12, 10, 8, 16, 22. 22 is Rice, yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this team, needs, this team needs double digits from him, especially since he's one of their only inside scorers outside of Ryan and uh, Maya. and Duffy and Maya, I yeah. guess. Yeah, but Maya. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think this team needs him. And then rebounding too. I don't even know what he's been rebounding. Um, where's his rebounds? Okay, so he had four against Charlotte, two, two against, against ODU. He had nine against Middle, and then six against UAB. Two against Rice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, his physicality is much needed though. So we'll we'll see how he plays. I again, for most of these guys, I really only care about how they play against the best teams. Yeah, because that's all they're that really going to beat. They're going to beat Middle, they're going to beat Charlotte. Um if they just play decent, they'll they'll beat those guys. But against Old Dominion and especially coming up Western and Marshall, they need Zach Simmons to compete with Charles Bassey. They need Zach Simmons to dominate against Marshall because Marshall doesn't have the best size, but they need his rim presence. Um they need Rose to shoot well against both those teams. I think they need Rose to shoot at least at least thirty five percent in both of those games. Agreed. Um, Mo, same thing. They need him to shoot well. So, and when Duffy comes back, they need just Duffy to be Duffy. So, it's gonna take a lot, and um, I kind of look forward to those games. But first, before we look forward to those games, unless you have something else on the the two games from this weekend, no, no I'm good. Um, I do want to talk about Conference USA yeah. because yeah. It's been, it's been insane. You get the power rankings from last week up. Oh, you mean in my notebook, Colin? Yeah, that's let what me, I meant. Let me open my notebook. That's up. that. Bernie's so technologically deficient that he just, his deficient? his computer his computer is is his notebook. Sorry, I don't have two monitors here with <laughs> don't in McKinney with you know all this different. Listen, technology. listen, listen. No, Bernie's laptop. Bernie's laptop is the epitome of just like the worst possible thing it's like he went to walmart 10 years ago and bought it it lasts like an hour it's off the charger it is, it it's, is, it's really bad, it's bad. You maybe. Got i don't it? even know if i'm gonna find it to be honest how many now, look at all these. you write a lot of notes i know yeah i'm probably not gonna find it you're like eminem play? with all the rhymes in the little book right <laughs> you said you write down basketball stats me. <laughs> <laughs> it should be right here middle team I didn't write it down. Did you, we do one? Yeah, you wrote it down. All right, well, it's not here. Whatever. Okay. I really just want to talk about... I'm really just about to go on a rant about UTSA and Marshall for the next hour. So, okay. No, um, I'm just don't kidding. make it that long, please. Kidding. But no, you UTSA and Marshall, click, click on that box. In case y'all didn't know, um, or you don't keep up with these comments you say, it's right over there on the left. Oh, um, right. In case you don't keep up with Conference USA, because I mean, you don't have to. It's not like it's a major conference or anything. But it's kind of what we do for fun. Because it's we're fun. What we do in our pastime. We're fun people. Yeah. It's like we would just send each other screenshots and be like, oh my God, did you see this score? So yeah, that's, that's what we do. So, <laughs> oh my God. Um, oh yeah, my God. We, we don't sound like that. But, anyways, <laughs> UTSA and Marshall played probably the best game in conference play yesterday. 
and UTSA. Uh, let me just read the score to you: one hundred sixteen to one hundred six, OT, in overtime, and in overtime, in five minutes of overtime, UTSA scored twenty four points. <laughs> let me keep reading off numbers to you. Javon Jackson had 30 points. Hold on, can we put that 24 points in perspective? North Texas scored like 24 points in a whole half yesterday. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Anyways, all right. This is not to bash North that. Texas. Sorry about right? that. We have a lot of North Texas listeners calling. Can't be bashing them. So, anyways, Javon Jackson. First of all, UTSA State went on the road. Let me just say this: beat Western Kentucky on the road. Beat Marshall on the road. No, they lost to Western. They lost to Western. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They lost to Western. I watched that game. I don't know why I can't remember. But anyways, they lost to Western. Click on their click on their name. Because I watched it and then I had to talk to Coach Mack. Yeah, they lost to Western by eight. Um Javon Jackson dropped, I think, forty five points, something like that. Forty three against Western. Against Western. Okay. And then he goes to Marshall, drops thirty. Still shooting like forty percent, which is I'm fine with. And then Keaton Wallace, <laughs> Keaton Wallace went and dropped forty-five points on Marshall, on fifteen of twenty-four shooting, four of nine from three. Those two, and then they have some other scores on the team: Nick Allen, uh, Fronin, DeNicolao, Bjor. They got scores on this team. I've said it before that UTSA is probably the best offensive team in this conference, and now I'm a hundred percent saying UTSA is the best offensive team in this conference. Marshall is probably second. They put up 106. CJ Burks had tw- 31. Elmore at 29. Colin, as as a North Texas fan, this is what I'm gonna ask first before we get into how good these teams are. Okay. How concerned are you looking at this score and looking at this game, and then also looking at the Western U- UTSA game? How concerned are you for, as a North Texas? Uh, as a North, if you were a North Texas fan, put I yourself am. in their shoes. <laughs> how concerned are you? Well, uh, I'm just gonna tell you that 24 points in OT just really concerns me. <laughs> I already, I think, I think the story of them being able to do that in five minutes, North Texas barely being able to do that in 20 minutes, just kind of tells the story. North Texas needs to have a better offense to be to compete with a UTSA, a Marshall, mm-hmm. even ODU, which we saw, um, and Western, of course. So, I, I, that, I'm just going to flip that around right back on you. Is UTSA the best team in conference? Most Okay, not the best team. The most dangerous team in Before, conference. Okay. The most dangerous team in conference. Before I answer that, okay, I do want to remind people that North Texas was tied with UTSA before Javon Jackson traveled at the end right. and got a good game winner off because he's a great player. Um, <laughs> a traveling good game winner. It, I mean, it, it's true. So, so North Texas was was tied with them. Seventy four points they put up on them. UTSA doesn't guard anybody. We know this. Uh, so it's not like North Texas is not capable of beating UTSA. North Texas is capable of beating. Well, hell, the top six teams in Conference USA are capable of all beating each other. Right. So of course, we don't even have to go there. And teams below them are obviously capable of beating them too. So. Conference USA is just insane. Just a mess. It's a mess. That's what it is. There's no dominant team. There's no Middle Tennessee of last year. There's no even Marshall of last year was better than I think Marshall of this year. But you have a lot of teams that can do kind of specialize, I guess. Yeah, they all the specialize in it's one. It's like Marshall's a really good scoring team. UT State's a really good scoring team. Old Dominion's a big team that can rebound, defend really well, and has a couple good scores. Uh, North Texas is a deep team that 
can defend, can rebound, can do some things well. So, I mean, you have a mixture of teams, but <laughs> after watching UTSA and North Texas, I came on here and said UTSA was the best offensive team. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Man, I don't know if I'm ready to say UTSA is the best team in Conference USA. I, I, I walked it back and said most dangerous team. Well, they're the most potent team. Is that the same thing? By dangerous, I mean like they they have a better chance at beating – I, I I don't know how to word this. I'm gonna say they're the most potent team, but Western Kentucky did beat them. It was at home, obviously. It's a different yeah, story, course. but um, Charles Bassey was a monster as usual, and it kind of made me believe in Western Kentucky again. <laughs> okay, sorry, I figured out what I was gonna word. Oh, okay, you already. You yeah, yeah, I had to like I had to really think Go about ahead. that. Like, if if in the conference tournament. I think they may have the best chance at winning it. At winning it okay. because of their like that's what I mean by dangerous. Like they yeah. could be like a four seed and make it. Like I feel I feel like they're like the uh, what was the team last year? I guess there wasn't a team last year that was really dangerous. Marshall won it. Yeah, Marshall won it, but they were a two seed, right? They're like a three seed. Were they three seed behind Western? Mar- uh, no, old, uh, middle. So yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. So like so like I guess like a Marshall, except I don't expect them to be. Well, maybe now, but. Three seed, yeah. I think, when it's all said and done. Damn. Honestly, I don't know. Y'all let us know. Send us your tweets. Like, like I feel like that's hard to hard to say no to because it's like, like you said, outside of Marshall, who do you have that can consistently score a ridiculous amount of points whenever they're called upon to do so? You know what I mean? Yeah. And but UTSA doesn't defend. UTSA doesn't defend, which is huge. But also, a lot of Conference USA teams can't score. It depends. We'll see. I, I don't know, because I feel like North Texas scored well against UTSA. So it's like there's thresholds. But, but that was also one of their better scoring games. Because UTSA can't defend. Like, right. there's correlation. Right, I know, I understand there's correlation, but I'm saying, like, it's like... It's only because of North Texas not being able to score. Like, if if if, if, if UTSA was able to have a better night than they did against North Texas, like, in terms of offense, mm-hmm. then they would have, I mean... Remember, Javon Jackson was terrible. Yeah, exactly. Time. So if Javon Jackson was... Any any close to what he was against Marshall or Western that could, or or Western it could have been a completely different yeah different game yeah the upside for UTSA is really high so that's what I do like about them uh, as a North Texas if you're a North Texas fan you are I mean you're tied for second right now basically UTSA has a tiebreaker of course but um, there's still a lot of work to be done and I'm not sure you want to be in that top five again for the pool play thing they mm-hmm. say it on every broadcast. They're going to break teams up into basically, I don't even remember what it is. It's top five, next five. Tiers. And the next five, the tiers. So they're going to break them up into three tiers and they'll all play each other afterwards. And North Texas, I don't know if you want to be in that top five. You know what's interesting to me? If you go into that top five and you're the fifth team and the gap between the fifth team and the sixth team is not that far, what if you just like lose out and then you get dropped down to like the eighth seed? Yeah, for the like, tournament. Like, so in, in the grand scheme of things, wouldn't it be better to be like that sixth seed and just win your games in the second tier? Yeah, have to play, you know, Louisiana Tech, Southern Miss instead yeah. of Marshall, Western. Or, I mean, Marshall, Western could be in the second tier with how they've been playing, but we don't know. Uh, Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I honestly don't like, see it like, as a bad thing. And, and, and this is all to raise, you know, strength of schedule. What's the point of raising strength of schedule if you already know that they're not – no no Conference USA team is going to make a tournament – Based off of strength of schedule, it's going to be conference champion. Well, we don't know that. I mean, that's why they're trying to make it a viable thing. They're trying to make it 
to where Middle Tennessee last year's strength schedule maybe was was ten spots lower than what they needed. So right. if they would have played Marshall again or Western again or someone else good again, it may, maybe would have bumped them up. But a the caveat more. is that they have to win those games. Yeah, exactly. So, so if North Tech or if, if so they lose the game, if Middle right. Tennessee would have lost another game in conference, they wouldn't have even right. And if Conference USA, there's no dominant team in Conference USA. And if you play the top five teams, I bet you every team loses one of those games. Yeah, and you just hurt. But everybody. you have to prepare yourself for when there is a dominant team. That let's say goes seventeen and one conference play, mm-hmm. and then loses in the conference tournament, like the finals or, or semis or whatever. Then they have the bolt, the resume to make the tournament. That make that should, that makes sense. That make that makes sense. Yeah, I guess there's, just this year. It, just I don't, this year. It doesn't, doesn't apply sense. this yeah, year. It doesn't, because, it doesn't year. because there's no team good enough. I don't think to make a out uh, automatic bid. No, I'm sorry. To make an at large bid from Conference USA. Yeah, I so, agree. Um. Real quick, top four teams in Conference USA. Oh, on the spot. Uh, in order. In order. <laughs> <laughs> on the spot in order. Okay, all right. I'm gonna go from. I just just one. Okay, I'm gonna go, go to one. ODU's four. one. Okay. Oh, two is UTSA. Okay. Three is Marshall. So no Western in there. Western beat UTSA. At home, to be fair. Four is Western, and then if North Texas would be five, and that, and okay. that, and that. I have no problem putting North Texas five. Yeah, no, but I was trying to think of who I wanted where. Yeah, and um, that Western thing. Also, you would be tied for fifth for me. Um, give me Old Dominion one, UTSA no, Western Kentucky two. Ooh, I believe in them. You now. knocked him down. From I'm eight. a believer now. You bringing them up from eight to number two? <laughs> they were eight bro, last week, bro. West, I watched eight, them beat UTSA, eight, bro. Okay, so okay, sorry, you have to watch them. They're and then good. They just, they just all of a sudden go up, bro. The talent on the court, we is we talked, t- actually right. right. We understand. I agree that the talent is far and above anything. And also, I saw them USA. win, so. They could have beaten Charlotte and you would have been like, number one, baby. Bro, number Bearden, one. <laughs> uh, Charles Bassey's great. I just come on here ranting about that. But anyways, Western Kentucky 2, UTSA 3, Marshall 4. And then where did you put North Texas? Tied with you would be for fifth. Okay. So There you go. Um, All right. Real quick. Briefly about the Western and Marshall games. Western. This, this can't be a brief talk. Well, I want to get more into what we expect from the games. Okay. So I don't want to go into like... John Elmore versus Ryan Woolridge. I don't think it would be that anyways. But Okay, well, anyways. Who do they play on Thursday? It's Western, right? Western's Western, first. then Marshall. Western's first. Okay, yeah. so Western on Thursday night at home. Both these games are at home. It's going to be like 5,000 people there. There's got to be There's got to be more. That would be awesome. You got to have – you got to support Grant have 6K? Can we, can, we get, can we get a full house? Okay. Can we get, can we get All right. the super pit? The CBI didn't even get over 6,000. Okay. Listen, CBI against teams that are nowhere near the talent level of both of these other teams. Do not disrespect me this full stadium. Do not disrespect San Francisco like that ever again. Frankie Ferrari. Frankie Ferrari. (laughs) Is not Charles Bassey. Or Tavon Hollingsworth. I think Tavon. Is that his name? Something like that. Hollingsworth. Anyways. I think you just just like pulled that out of just no. Like, it starts with a T. It starts with a T. Like you know what sounds good, bro. I watched words. it. Okay, <laughs> I watched them play. So West Kentucky on Thursday. What are you expecting? Man, this is tough because Western's all over the place. 
They are. And it would be way easier if I knew what Western was. Yeah, they but could I come have, out and lay an egg. But I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. So if they lay an egg, Nor- I feel like North Texas will capitalize on a team that lays an egg. The problem is whenever a team is up to the challenge and is like, oh, I'm going to just come at North Texas, and then that's when North Texas struggles. Yeah. But if a team lays an egg against North Texas, I think North Texas will have it. Will have it. I don't know what Western's going to do. If Western comes out and be the Western that we all think it can be, I don't think North Texas really have a chance. Again, yeah, I have and, a chance. It's strong. Um, well, based on how they've been playing. They need to shoot, if, if they North, need to if, shoot the ball if North very Texas, well. If North Texas plays how they should be playing, Again, then I think they will have a... Rose would have to come out, go four of right. eight from three. Right. Rose Lowe would have has to come out, go Lowe three of six. Duffy has to come out, Duffy play well. Plays, yeah. So um, Zach will have to hold his own against Charles Bassey. There's just matchups there that you have to compete with, and you have to out rebound that team right. that has Charles Bassey. And on based it. off what we've seen so far, I don't think that if Western played their one of their better their best games, games, yeah. Then I don't think North Texas right now, based on how they've been playing, would be able to really compete with that. One thing I'm going to look at, I just thought of it on the spot. I want to look at Western Kentucky's home versus away splits. Mm-hmm. I probably will do like a VIP story on that this week. Oh yeah, please remember I- to subscribe. Um, <laughs> yeah, we didn't plug the Mike Law podcast. That was that was really upsetting considering how. Well, save the plugs for the end. All right. uh, you don't like the random interjections of plugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, so so yeah, so Western, if they come out and be Western, I don't think North Texas right now has a chance. It, Marshall, I think, is a different story just because Marshall has um, deficiencies that North Texas can go yeah. against. And uh, John Elmore hasn't been as efficient as he was last year. Right. Uh, they don't have that big dude. The, the big dude. The the international guy. Y'all know what I'm talking about if you watched him. I don't remember his name. But you have C.J. Burks who can score. They have the same scores as last year without the big guy. Uh, I just think North Texas kind of matches up better with them I agree. as far as guard-wise yeah. and length-wise if Duffy's back and Ryan's guarding John Elmore. It's not as bad for me. They're still going to have to score over 70, 75 points to beat them, which could be a problem. But if they shoot well again, uh, or if they play solid, at least semi-consistent offense, I think they, they'll have a good shot. Yeah. No, yeah, I think I think Marshall's a way better chance. Of, I think Marshall winning against Marshall, I think, is an even better chance than winning against ODU. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that, too. Yeah. I'd say so, that, too. The, it's just that Western game. All right. You said we we said last week. I asked you, is it more likely that th- this team goes two and zero or zero and two against ODU and Charlotte? You said zero and two. I said two and zero. They split one and one. I'm counting it as a push. <laughs> as a push. <laughs> as a push. Neither neither of us win this weekend. Is it I more likely win. this team goes two and zero at home or zero and two? See, the thing is, thing it's is, just, I'm kind so of unpredictable. I feel the same as last week because these games are at home. We, this team kind of feeds off of home crowd maybe more than a lot of teams, I feel like. I feel Okay, I feel like Marshall will be a win if North Texas just plays a decent game. Yeah, if they play like to their at least capabilities. Right. Like and they don't have to over... They don't just, have to go it, over... Right, it's just that Western game where it's, where it's so... But then you look at Western, they're inconsistencies and they're right. going on the road and they're but traveling they, far. And, and I also look at Marshall and go, they, they want to try to win a game and not drop three in a row. That's, so what's more likely, Colin? That, that's, that's we're gonna have to we're gonna have to be realist it's here. It's gonna be super tough. We're gonna have to be realist here, man. Because we okay. can't say. I don't think any North Texas fan is gonna sit here and be like, "How would you say that they're more likely to lose two games than to win these two games?" When you look at how North Texas has played over the last what five games, yeah, you can't sit here and tell me that they're in form. You can't tell me they're playing oh, the same not. as they were against Rice to open Conference USA or even La Tech. I mean. Which were all different games, but 
they're not playing at that level over the last five games. So yeah. it's for me, it's kind of like prove it, and a win over Charlotte doesn't prove it to me. Even though Rose kind of showed a flash, I need more than a flash to beat Marshall and beat Western Kentucky. So I don't Brought know. Me down as 0-2 again. Yeah, uh, I'll agree with you this time. I think it's 0-2, but I think that they get one. For the record, I think they get they get one. I think one. they get one. I think they get one as well. But I think it's it's way, it's more likely than last week that they go zero. Yeah, for yeah, we are saying that it's more likely that they go zero and two than two and zero. That's right. what we're saying. We both think they go one and one, but we'll see how they do. Um, anything else, Colin? No. Any any uh, shout outs or anything outside of it's the, the plugs, Super Bowl? Outside the plugs. Oh yeah, who you got? Did we did we talk about? We didn't even. T- wow. Yes, we, we did. didn't even say our own. Oh, with Mike. That's well, Mike went on. Mike started talking about. Um, his his why he's picking him and I wasn't gonna stop him and we were already at over our time limit with him so had listen to, he he had was, to get he out was of there. more than happy to stay so <laughs> I, I know but I want to get no calls from people be like hey why are you still talking to him I was like okay the Mike Law police calling you up <laughs> hey <laughs> all right uh, um who I'm, you got you just gotta you just gotta pick even just just to pick real quick I'm taking name. the Rams God Patriots I hate you all right I hate That's you the Patriot podcast fans. I'm not a pa- okay I'm not a Patriots fan yes, I'm a Tom are. Brady fan you're such I am. I love greatness. All right. Anyways, let's plug our Warriors stuff. don't count. Plug our stuff. Follow. We'll do Twitter first. Follow Colin on Twitter at CJH Mitchell. Follow me on Twitter at Matt Bruni twenty five. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitch. Let's do Twitch first at what Bruni's underscore breakdown. You're having trouble right now. Just go through it. No, I go through it, it naturally. Just All go. Right. Thank you. Now it's not natural anymore. Now I have pressure. I know. Uh, follow us on Twitch at Bruni's underscore breakdown. Follow us on SoundCloud at Bruni's Breakdown Podcast. Apple Podcast, same thing, Bruni's Breakdown Podcast. Uh, if you just type in Bruni's Breakdown, I think on either yeah, of those it'll platforms, up. it'll pop up. Uh, go ahead, leave us a rating also on Apple. Yeah, we, would we're looking at no stars right now, right? I have no clue. You have all the stats. You don't send them I haven't send seen them any stars. Me. You don't send them to me. It doesn't matter. look it up on your phone. Um, what else? Is that it? Oh, 24-7 sports. Mean God. Green 24-7. The reason we are here. Mean Green 24-7. Go type it in on Google and click on it. Check us out. And when you see parentheses VIP, now you can now yeah, you click on you, that link. Hey, click on the story and then it'll be like, oh, you can't read it because you're not a subscriber. Go subscribe. Go press subscribe. Post, I think everyone will want to be a very important person. Yes, so. be a very important person. We have a lot of VIP stuff. I did a very in-depth um, story on the offense that completely held true throughout this weekend. Yeah. Um. It's only for VIPs, though. Go check it out if you're a VIP. If not, go subscribe. It's about 900 words. I usually do stuff like that for VIP. I do player grades after home ga- home games. So Western and Marshall will have player grades along with the normal game recap for VIPs. A lot of good stuff coming up. Send us uh, any questions you have or any feedback, suggestions, anything you got on Twitter. Um, our DMs are open. Mine are, at least. I don't know if yours are. Mine are open. I just... Yeah, they're there. All right, our DMs are open. (laughs) Let us know what's up, and y'all have a great week.